Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. This is GoPowerCat.com publisher Tim Fitzgerald. Thank you for listening to this PowerCat podcast. Make sure you never miss an episode of the PowerCat podcast by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast network. And if you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming a subscriber to GoPowerCat.com. We cover the Wildcats like no one else with our VIP customers enjoying one-of-a-kind coverage from our team of professional journalists. And sign up today for an annual subscription to GPC and grab a 30% discount on your first year. And now here's the PowerCat Podcast. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Breaking Podcast, presented by 24-7 Sports, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to a special emergency edition of the PowerCat Podcast. I don't know if it's really an emergency, but it is under the breaking header on our podcast. Tim Fitzgerald and Riley Gates from here in the WTC Gig Pirate Studios, and we're going to recap last night's festivities in Lubbock, Texas, where all things good go to burn as Kansas State basketball lost to Texas Tech last night in the United Supermarkets Arena what a name. What a name. Final score, 69-62. It was a typical K-State game in many ways. K-State wasn't good enough to get over the hump, but they played it close. The Wildcats stayed in contention till late in the game, except this time it came with one giant exception, being a shouting match between head coach and player on the sidelines during the second half. Bruce Weber and Cartier Jada, it seemed to come to a head last night in Lubbock. And Bradley, let's start with this. We thought this had died down. We thought it was over. We thought they had moved on. The Fran Fraschilla thing seemed to bring it to the public eye when Fran Fraschilla called out, Cardi for his body language and play when he did the Baylor game earlier in the year. And you know, Cardi got a technical. Fran Fraschilla said what he said. And after that, Cardi met with the media and said, I got to do better. Da, 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 da. And he has been. He had been a lot better. He had been a lot better. And then last night in Lubbock, it appeared that Cardi kind of went solo a little bit later in the game. Something we've noticed, we call it, or I call it, hero ball. He took an ill-advised shot. Really played flat-footed defense on a three-pointer. Didn't even really contest it. And uh, Bruce Weber didn't like it. Called a timeout. Pulled the team over to the bench. And next thing we know, they are barking at each other. And I'm sure Bruce wasn't happy about something that took place right there. 
And for the life of me, uh, I would swear that he called him a bitch, as in Cardi called his head coach a bitch. It has been denied. People are trying to say it was something else that doesn't seem to even come close to matching up to what the lips are saying. But we'll take it for what they say. They didn't call him a bitch. You fired off a couple hot tweets there, buddy. Yeah, I... uh... Uh, I was, you know, actually coming coming back from the bathroom, and I heard the TV announcers say, you know, that the that this exchange happened in the timeout. So I rewound it on my TV. I recorded it. I watched it because I knew people would probably want to see it. You can't just tweet, you know, hey, this happened. You know, people want to see what happened. That's so what I recorded I the video. I was lazy. And uh, yeah, I tweeted the video of what happened out. And I tweeted, quote, Cartier Jada has become a cancer and Bruce Weber needs to get him out of his program now. Went on to, you know, people question why I said that. I continued to say what you just said. This is why I say it, because Cartier cussed his coach. Because when I watched that video multiple times, I, I watched it and I said, There's, that's what he said. That's what I thought it was. And... <laughs> and uh, Twitter, Twitter's been interesting the last twelve hours. But well, let's say, let's say first of all, you got a lot of likes on that first tweet. Most people, I sense that most people agree that there's something going on here that isn't. And and the people that are coming back at you are, are really it's a personal thing, right? A lot of people that have already. I mean, at this point, if you're denying that there's friction between head coach and and basketball player, when you just saw that. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got evidence, right? That is not normal uh, in most situations. Some head coaches, it might be normal. Someone said, well, that happened with Frank. Frank's a different coach. Bruce isn't that coach. I mean, I've never seen that. That's not how Bruce interacts with his players and the players interact with him. Maybe that happened with another coach, but that's not what we saw here. I, maybe we're wrong. Maybe you called him a snitch. I don't know. I, I I don't know what else was said there. Uh, shout out to Chester Fraser who came out of uh, the woodwork to DM you and say he did not call him a bitch. Okay, thanks, Chet. Um, miss you. Yeah, we miss you and all your great recruiting that's paying off right now. Um, thanks Look, for, thanks but, for mailing it in over a few years. Before we dive a little deeper into the Cardi issue, I should probably go ahead and I not should I need to go ahead and clarify. I do apologize for coming out so adamantly and saying this is what Cartier said. I don't know that 100% certain. I feel confident in saying that that's what he said, and that's why I was so adamant about it. It was wrong of me to come out and say that. And without proof, we kind of have to take them at their word. You can have your opinion, but we have to take them at their word. So I do apologize for that. I stand by everything else I said, and I'm not going to delete those tweets. I will I will fight those to the end because this is not one I've seen you know, a lot of people have been replying to me oh you you said a kid's a cancer because he got into a fight in one time out this is not a one time incident yeah look this probably attracted the attention of a lot of people who haven't been paying attention to what we've been saying all year long there's something going on here we've said it early in the season with eye rolls and body language and and just some weird stuff going on then we've had a number of people close to the program say yeah there's some real tension in that locker room that cardi isn't really taking to coaching and has kind of wanted to do his own thing look you've got to be totally blind not to notice it 
You just have to be. It's right there. If you're not watching the games, okay, I accept the fact. But if you're watching the game, you can certainly see that this young man who's a junior has got his eyes set on the prize, and it's not necessarily doing what's best for Kansas State basketball, but doing what's best with Cardi. We've been pretty blunt about that. We're not here to rah-rah the program. We're here to give you the honest truth. It's been pretty obvious, and it's not a big freaking secret. So if someone's in the uh, media is denying that it's happening, well, they're lying to you. I mean, they are. They're, I don't know what their their motives are, but, I mean, we have people. You don't have to ask. I mean, people just volunteer. Man, this, this team's got a mess right now. I'll say this. I'm the opinion guy. Riley might have gone too far with his opinions on Twitter. So be it. It happens. I mean, I've tweeted things I regret, um, and and certainly I think – it's not worth deleting, but it because at this point that makes it look worse. Right, um, right. But he probably would edit a little bit as he went on. So be it. Who cares? We're going to move forward and, and address what happened after the game. Now, I find this interesting that this is one of the games that really nobody in the media other than Kellis Robinette, who um, you know, still has the budget to travel to road games. <laughs> We'll see what happens in the future, unfortunately. Uh, and it's a great benefit to all of us that someone at least is still there to ask the questions. I mean, people aren't traveling with this basketball team. It's, I guess it would be a minimum of $600 to make that one trip. Fly into Lubbock. Fly in, and then you're in Lubbock. Yeah. Hotel room, et cetera, whatever. But Kellis Robinette was on the ground in Lubbock to ask the question. And this was a big thing. Don't you wish you were there to ask the question? Well, yeah, I do, but... This is the answer you get. Kudos to Kellis for asking the question. Here's Bruce in the postgame. Bruce, the uh, the video on the telecast caught you and Cardi going back and forth in one of the timeouts, him kind of clapping at you. Was there what, what was to that, and what was your reaction? Great to passion, great energy in the bench, trying to play hard, trying to get them to play at a high level. So there wasn't, like, any bad blood there or anything? It's, you know, it's they're, they're, they're trying to compete. Everyone wants to do well. Um you know, that's just part of it. That's the answers you get in a press conference. You can press all you want. You can push them. You can get defiant with them. You can argue with them. But you're not going to get a better answer than that in a press conference. It's just the way it is nowadays. But I will say this. Bruce went on his postgame radio show and had a few things to say. This is going to get a little long here. Let me start off by just placing in here his opening comments on his post-game radio show with Wyatt Thompson last night from Lubbock, our thanks to the Learfield IMG Sports Network for providing these to us. This is just a typical Bruce quote, but he covers a lot of ground. Let's play the whole thing right now. We talked about control, what you can control. Uh, one, your preparation, understand their system, but also understand your opponent, how hard they play, how, what level they play here. Obviously, they, they, I told you before, they make you play basketball. And we made some basketball plays. We made some extra plays. We got the little hustles, some putbacks, some things that we haven't, uh, we haven't done uh, a lot. Uh, I thought Antonio Monte gave us great minutes because of great passion, great en- energy. Dejuan did. He's still got to get stronger. He turns it over. Little things, he's got to get better. Um, you know, we and we talked about playing with a passion. I thought we matched we matched our passion. Uh, we our energy, our effort was was. You know, I told them if they do that Saturday, we will be we'll we'll be good at home. And uh, 
you know, it, and, and then we talked about being coachable. And I think for the most part, most of them are coachable. And, and they got, that's your attitude. It's your body language. It's, it's buying in. It's, it's staying together as a group because we got to have coaches on the court also. That's, got, that's important. And we talked about doing the extra thing, and the extra things gave us a chance. It got us back in the game in the first half. You know, made hell of a, some hell of a plays. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm just sad for our guys because they really competed. I thought there were some very questionable calls, um, you know, and I can't get into it because I don't want to lose money. But we got to figure out what a charge is and what a block is. And that's, it's just a fact of life. I'm and, with you. And, and this is not the first game. Happened last game. You know, and, and either we got to get some, you know, I watched Star Trek. There was a, uh, that invisible zone, you know, remember it? Yes. I can't, what, force field. It was a force field. <laughs> we got to have a force field. So if you're in the force field or you're out of the force field, something, because it's it's too hard for them, you know, and it, and it means too much for us and to keep making calls that are, are, are questionable or wrong. Okay, so that's the entire quote right there from Coach Weber. Uh, long rambling. I don't know how he got into Star Trek, but that's kind of typical Bruce. At least it wasn't Groundhog Day. And I got to tell you this, there were some really weird calls. There were some tragically bad calls that went against Kansas State right on the heels of that interaction. First of all, let me point out this, that whether Cardi said the magic word or didn't say a word or whatever, just the optics of what happened are horrific. Cardi was clearly taunting his head coach by clapping at him. These guys aren't on the same page. That's what I tweeted. They're not on the same page. And and I think Cardi needs to move on. I think I'm confident of that. That will happen at the end of the season. But right now he's on the team because they don't have many options. Right? Right. And that's where I mean that's where my comment about the cancer thing came from. I didn't call him a cancer because of a cuss word. I called him a cancer because he's mocking a head coach in an, in a huddle. And now so many people have replied to me, Oh, clearly you never played competitive sports. Well, I did. Well, clearly you've never gotten into it with a head coach. I don't call my high school football coach and I'll let you know, let me know. Yes, I get it. You can bicker with coaches. You can butt heads. I never once wanted to mock a head coach. He clapped in his face. If that's not disrespectful, I don't I don't know what is. And and I don't know how you can look at that action by Cartier Jada and and say, oh, it's just a, a coach and a player that are really fired up and they care to win. And that and that was my biggest thing about it. It's not normal. It's not a normal thing to have happen. Have people bark back at head coaches? Well of course they do. I think that happens in practice a lot. Disputes happen in practice a lot. Not in the heat of a close game when things are on the line and the coach says, don't do this. You don't react that way. You just don't. Unless you have that kind of volatile relationship and you both thrive off of it, that's not the way Bruce Weber operates. But clearly Bruce did talk about Cardi in that postgame radio show. He clearly did, although he never mentions him by name. Let's now dig deep into that opening statement. And here's Bruce talking about being coachable. And who do you think he's talking about? And then we talked about being coachable. And I think for the most part, most of them are coachable. And, and they got, that's your attitude. It's your body language. It's, it's buying in. It's, it's staying together as a group. Because we got to have coaches on the court also. That's, got, that's important. 
It was interesting, Riley. I mean, he called him out. He passively, aggressively called him out on his post-game radio show. You run through the roster. Is it is it a freshman or a newcomer that's not coachable? No, they are young. They know what they're getting themselves into, and, and they're still getting time on the floor here. Is it a senior? No, Xavier Sneed hasn't been involved in drama. McCall Maywean's hardly on the floor. There's only one person left. You don't make a comment like that unless you're trying to say something. And he was, and I don't know if he meant to do it, but he was trying to say it. I don't understand where the defense keeps coming from. And and here's the thing, right? What three years ago we were the bad guys in town because we were saying Bruce Weber wasn't what was best for this program, right? Well, he's rebuilt it back up. We are out here supporting Bruce Weber now, saying you don't disrespect a coach like yeah. that, and yet now people want to turn back same, on Mostly Bruce the Weber. same people. So I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble understanding who should be at fault here. Somebody needs to take ownership for this relationship right now, and I don't know who it is. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way. At the end of the day, this is Bruce Weber's fault. It is. And I said the same thing with Marcus Foster when he went off the rails, and these are now turning out to be more similar than what I first thought. Uh, you're the head coach, man. You can't be permissive. You can't let things fester and go on in your locker room. Now, I'll say this. These freshmen haven't been influenced by Cardi like freshmen were influenced by Marcus Foster. That has not happened. He has not, quote, lost this team. This team seems to be plugged in, at least the ones, the parts that you're worried about, that being David Sloan and the three freshmen, they seem to be registered. They look like they're locked in. In fact, when that whole thing goes down, everyone just ignores Cartier Jada throughout that incident, just turning away and getting ready to listen to their head coach. It was very similar to how the players on the floor reacted when Cartier got his technical against Baylor. They just walked off the court like, well, here he goes. Mm. So it tells me, yeah, this isn't new or unique. This is going on. They've seen this in the practice facility. There's tension here. And anyone who's denying it is just being a fool at this point. And I would imagine Bruce being Bruce will let Cartier ride out this season. Maybe his version of team ball that has the giant eye in the middle will pay off and they'll you know he's good enough to carry him to a victory i know that maybe he'll just shoot 75 percent from the field on saturday against texas in case they will win the game yay everyone will celebrate cardi but in the long run when you've got a player particularly a team leader, particularly a guy you were looking at to carry your team through the season is doing this kind of stuff and more worried about himself than the rest of the team. You know what you get? You get a 2-11 and record at this point of the conference. That's what you get. It's horrific leadership. Cardi publicly aired his feelings on Instagram. And let's read that right now because I think it's it's really interesting. It kind of fits what he said the one time he's met with the media as of late when he said there's nothing going on. Come on, man. Let's, let's... Look, we thought the story was dead. We thought they had moved on, and then this erupts last night in Lubbock. But let's also clarify this. Cartier Jada is not being made available to the media on typical media opportunities. He's just not available. Whether it's him not wanting to come in to talk to us or the coaches don't want him to come in to talk to us, it's not happening. So we can't press him on it. We're not allowed to right now. They've shut that door. 
probably for the best of the program. Ask yourself, if there's nothing going on, why would they not let him come talk to the media? Bingo. But here is what Cartier put on Instagram last night. Quote, I just wanted to clear the confusion and apologize for making it seem as though my coach and I had an altercation. Coach wanted me to take advantage of the switch instead of shooting, and all I said was that I'm going to make the next shot. Coach knows I'm a competitor, and I give my all, and all he was doing was challenging me, and that's how I responded. I was raised right, and I've never cursed at Coach Webb or any former coach for challenging me. I would love if this negative storyline could go away. Ema tatted on the skin, and it ain't for no reason. I've always been about K-State. Fair enough. Fair, fair. Well, okay. You got the tattoo. Uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it that you didn't curse at your coach, and and uh, that was all. That was all just optics that were false. Of course, you did make your next shot, and it was a really nice driving layup through traffic, and then you stared down your head coach as you went up the court. The next possession, you have an opportunity to tie the game with a dunk. You go windmill, bounce it off the back of the rim, start a fast break, leads to a run out three, and your night was over. You came out of the game right after that for good. Nothing's going on here. Not a thing. I understand they don't want this story to continue, but it continues on its own. Nobody is making this story continue other than the Kansas State basketball program. Kansas State, let's remind you this. Kansas State is on course for the losingest season in the program's history. It's not a downturn. It's not a rebuilding season. It is what it is. It is a tragic collapse of the program from horrific recruiting over a three-year period. You have Cartier Jada, Xavier Sneed, Mike McGurl, Levi Stockard, and Macau Moeen as usable players over a three-year period. Man. The problem here isn't that one player has gone off the rails. The problem is there's no other options. You have to keep him on the team. Not that I think Bruce Weber would remove a player from the team. We saw that happen with Marcus Foster as he probably, as I've said, rightfully so, kept the guy in the fold because Lord knows what would happen to Marcus if he'd lost the complete structure of basketball. So, Bruce, you can argue, correctly put, the well-being of a player ahead of the team in that case. Cardi's not going to go off the rails. Cardi's not going to be have a personal collapse here if he's removed from the team. Kansas State plays Texas on Saturday. Let's talk about some good news here. The freshmen looked pretty good in this game. They've been hitting the wall. They've been worn out. Antonio Gordon played his skinny little butt off in Lubbock and really had – a nice game with 14 points and eight rebounds. Yeah, he did. And I thought Montavious Murphy also got after it. He was aggressive from the get-go. I think it's telling that they had good game after having an atrocious game uh, against Oklahoma State last week. You know, that's kind of when the conversation about the freshman wall was starting to hit. That was kind of the excuses some people were making up for him. So they've now responded. They've now proven that they are – maybe going through the wall instead of hitting it and stopping. So that's the bright spot you have to lean on. You know, Fritz wrote that yesterday. It's been a season of of turmoil and 
frustration and anger, but the freshmen are still bringing it, and, and you still got to feel really good about the future. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that provides you a really solid foundation, and it gives you the opportunity to to not only bring in this 2020 class and have them get prepared physically by these young guys, but also mentally. I think these current freshmen are very bought into the program. I think they trust Bruce, and I think that it's going to be very crucial for them to relay that message to the incoming guys uh, when they get to campus this summer. Here's what Bruce said about the freshmen on his radio show. I want to ask you this because so many people are asking about the freshmen hitting the wall, but there is such a thing as getting a second win. <laughs> Don't you agree? Well, I, mean, I, I think they, both of those guys uh, did that. Oh, time. and, and Dejuan. I thought Dejuan was better. I thought all three of them, you know, Monte was in there crying, and, uh, you know, that means it means something. I, and again, I told him. Play, you know, keep playing like that and keep that passion. You're going to be a, you're going to be a good player, and we'll have good things here at K State basketball. One other topic, Riley, before we close up shop here. All of a sudden, the K State Wichita State thing has erupted again. Story in the Wichita Eagle about Wichita State blaming K State for not wanting to schedule last year. K State blamed Wichita State for not wanting to schedule. Just play, man. I, I know, I get it. Neither one of you want to play when you're down and the other one's up. But if you make this an annual thing, it'll all even out. These programs know what's going to happen in the future. Now, Bruce Weber might not have known it was going to be this bad this year, but he knew this year was going to be a down year. It was going to be a rebuild. And same goes for Greg Marshall. He knows when his team's going to be up, when his team's going to be down. Yeah. You don't have to, to schedule it based on the, the current success. The interesting thing about this here is that you've got a lot of finger-pointing going on. Right. You know, a couple of years back, when K-State tried to schedule it, they were out there flying the flag, oh, Wichita State is not interested in playing us. We tried. They said no. Now the Wichita State AD is coming out, and he's not even being secretive. He says... We have made it abundantly clear that we're willing to play them in a home-and-home situation, and we've made it abundantly clear that we're willing to start it in Bramlage. But our expectation is that they return to Charles Coke Arena. They have no interest in playing us. That's obvious. Call their bluff, man. That's what I'm saying. Call their bluff. Uh, Let's change the narrative, and let's see a tweet from K-State Athletics or Bruce Weber directly. Home-and-home. Let's get it going next year. Wherever you want. Or how about this? Home and home, plus a game in Sprint Center, a game in Interest Center. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Stop scheduling some of these teams that nobody wants to see you play and actually put a little teeth into that non-conference. This year's non-conference, I understand you downgraded it so that you had a young team that could win. But that didn't work out. You might as well have lost to Wichita State. Sell some tickets, get some fans fired up in December for K-State basketball. Four-game set. Start in Sprint next year if you don't have a game there. Bring it down to Coke Arena. Go to Bramlage. End it at interest. There. Done. Quit being cowards. Whoever's being cowards. Over four years, it should even out, right? You'd think. Play the home and home, then go to sprint and interest. I don't care. Get this thing going, and let's stop talking about the fact that this season is completely dysfunctional. 2-11 and 11 in Big 12 play. Lord, help the K-State fan out there who is being loyal through all of this. Just let these Wildcats beat Texas. 
a team that seemed to be in an equally bad tailspin and then won last night at the Irwin Center in front of about 12 fans by beating TCU. They get off their losing streak. Saturday at Bramlage, we'll see if K-State can do the same. You've been listening to the PowerCat Breaking Podcast presented by 24-7 Sports. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.